You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 187, Avoiding the Plateau Effect. Now, like I said last week, this is not an exercise show, but I do have usually several posts a year on physical fitness, on weight training, on exercise. And what I've found is these articles on my blog or these podcasts seem to resonate with a lot of people because I get a lot of comments. I get usually two or three emails a week from people who are asking about something that I've posted in the area of of fitness because they Googled something and one of my posts popped up and so they wanted to get more information. So last week's post was the unexpected benefits of physical fitness or, or of training. Today I'm going to talk about avoiding the plateau. Now the plateau is that point in time when you're training stops working. You're lifting weights regularly and you just kind of hit a plateau. You're not making any gains. You're not getting any stronger. Maybe you're even getting weaker and you just feel like you've hit a wall. You've hit a plateau in your training. Anybody who's trained for any length of time has experienced this. And this is not just weight training. This is any type of activity. Um, Whether you're Uh, training for triathlons, you're swimming, you're biking, you're running, or some other type of of activity, Um, we all have the tendency at some point to hit that wall, to hit that plateau. So what can we do to prevent the plateau effect? And obviously, prevention is much better um, than, than actually hitting it and then, you know, not knowing what to do about it. If we can prevent it, and not hit the plateau and just continue to train and work hard, much, much better. Now, the first way to prevent the plateau effect is to change our workout routine on a regular basis. Now, I'm not talking about changing it every day, but, you know, if you're a weight trainer, most personal trainers recommend changing what you're doing every uh, two to three months. Some say, you know, six weeks is is a really good point in time to change your workout routine. And most serious weight trainers do this. Now, what's interesting is being in the gym most of my life, I'll talk to guys and they'll see me working out and they'll say, well, you know, uh, you know, what are you doing there? And I'll say, well, I'm doing this now, but, you know, I'm getting ready to change. And they say, change. And I say, yeah, but I've been doing the same routine for two months. And you know, I'm getting ready to change. They say, yeah, but I've been doing this for three years. And, you know, because it's comfortable to keep doing what we know. So let me just give you an example 
um, if you train with weights on a really good split routine and then a way to shift it and change it up a little bit where your muscles are constantly going to be shot because that's what happens really with the the plateau effect is our muscles you know get to that point where where it's really not working anymore you've you've maxed out that particular uh, exercise routine and now it's time to change it up and shock the muscles so they'll begin to grow again and get stronger and you know most serious weight trainers use some type of split routine in their workouts they work different body parts each day now just to give you an example of a four day routine um, somebody might do chest and biceps together somebody else might you know and then the second workout that week might be back and triceps the third workout would be their shoulders and their traps and then their fourth workout would be their legs and then you start over again and that's a great way to work your entire body you know every week and a half or so really really good way to train your entire physique and you know again six to eight weeks might be time to shift it and change it up and you know your muscles are going to settle into a routine after a couple of months and you know they get used to it you can add weight you can drop weight you can do a bunch of different things but eventually your muscles get used to it and now it's time to change and so now instead of doing chest and biceps together where when we change the routine we're going to do chest and shoulders together Instead of doing back and triceps, now we're going to do back and traps, your trapezius muscles. Um, you're going to do your triceps and biceps together on day three, and then day four you'll do your legs. And notice we always do our legs by themselves because it's, it's such a big muscle group, and they seem to respond better with a little special TLC left to themselves. So, um, you know, you can see right away we just have it change drastically what we're doing but, but it's just by changing up how we do our um our body parts when we when we shift the body parts um you know you'll see you're, you're going to feel a difference those first few workouts aren't actually going to be easy they're going to be hard when you change because your muscles are used to the routine that they've been doing for two to you know two or three months or longer and you know there's a lot of different variations this is just one suggestion how you break your body parts down this is just an example but, you know, real reality is most people don't like change. But in the area of weight training, change is a key to continued progress. Now, this example obviously is from, you know, training, doing strength training. But it's the same with any, anything that you do. If you're running and you feel like, you know, you're, you're, you're hitting a plateau and you're running, you know, what would be the harm in shifting to swimming for a month or two? Or throwing in some cycling, um, you know, or throwing in the, the, the rowing machine. You know, these are, these are small things that we can do, but they're going to have a huge, huge benefit. A second way that we can prevent the plateau effect is to actually take a break from what we're doing. If you're weight training, you know, I train six days a week, but if you're weight training three, four, five, six times a week, it might be good every several months to take a few days off. You know, what I'll try and do is about every three months, I'll take two or three days off from my weight training and just let my body recover. Um, many weight trainers will let their bodies rest and recover for a week 
every two to three months when they change their routine. You know, we talked about changing our routine. Well, maybe when you change your routine, take a few days, take a week off and let your body recover. Now, taking a layoff from weights doesn't mean you just sit around on the couch eating, um, you know, Pringles potato chips. Uh, A layoff from weights means we're not lifting as heavy. We're giving our muscles a break, but we still need to do something. You know, cardio training, core training, some other type of activity. Uh, one of the things that I enjoy doing, even even when I'm weight training, is working the heavy bag. Um, as a martial artist, I think the heavy bag is a is a great great tool for developing um, so many skills. So you know, even if if, if I was going to take a few days off from weight training, I might go in and work the work the heavy bag. This might be the time when you want to try out. Uh, you've been thinking about trying yoga or Pilates. This might be the time to try that. You're letting your muscles rest from the heavy load of strength training, but you're still doing your cardio. Well, don't go away. We still have two more uh, excellent tips to help you avoid the plateau effect. But before we do that, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my second novel, The Darkest Part of the Night. This was volume two of the Zombie Terror War series. Last week, I highlighted uh, When the Future Ended, the first volume. In The Darkest Part of the Night, this is a standalone novel. You can read it by itself, but if you read the first one, um, it will definitely give you a little bit more context. But in The Darkest Part of the Night... The terrorists have implemented their plot. The the zombie virus, the the bioterror weapon, has been released in America. And you can imagine the chaos that it's causing in so many places. And our team of experts, former military, former law enforcement, has been called in to deal with it. But while they're dealing with it, they're also dealing with some serious personal tragedy. So check out The Darkest Part of the Night. Um, Some people say it's their favorite book in the series. I don't know. I like them all, but then again, I'm a little bit partial. Check them out. I know you're going to love them. Well, we are back, and we are talking about avoiding the plateau effect. Look, if you're going to train physically, if you're going to do If you're going to have an exercise program, you want to get the most out of it. You don't want to waste your time. You want to to get in there and and do your thing, whether you're running, biking, swimming, lifting weights, yoga, Zumba, martial arts, whatever. You want to get the most out of it. You don't want to hit a plateau or hit the wall and not make any progress. So how can we avoid the plateau effect? The first thing we do is we change our workout routine on a regular basis. We don't let our muscles get complacent. We shock them so that they'll keep growing. The second thing that we do is we we take a break occasionally from what we're doing. If that's lifting weights, you know, we'll take a break and, and give the muscles a break and, and do something else. If if you're running, maybe this is the time to, to try swimming or or rowing or maybe cycling even, but try something different. And then a third way to prevent the plateau effect is to add variety to your workouts. Do some different things. You know, we we mentioned, you know, doing, you know, how most weight trainers do a split routine. 
But, you know, if, if it's not helping, um, you know, and, and even after changing it up, you're not making the progress that you feel like you should, what can you do to uh, change things up? You know, one of the things I like to do at every workout is to do drop sets where, you know, I'll do do a set of whatever weight I'm doing for whatever exercise, and then I'll take some of the weight off and then go again. And then sometimes I'll do a three-set drop. I'll take some more weight off and go again. And this, was out, this is without resting. This is really making those muscles work and then taking a little bit of the weight away and then making them work again. And um, you know, a, a drop set is an excellent way to stimulate your muscles. Um, doing, you know, two different body parts at the same time, you know, doing a set for your, um, if you're doing back and triceps together, you know, if you do, you know, exercises back to back, you're not giving the muscles a chance to rest. This is a great way to push past the plateau. So there's, there's a lot of different things you can do. Some, some people focus, and I, and I see people in the gym all the time, who really like to lift, you know, um, go, go for high repetitions. And, you know, they're, they're kind of surprised when they don't see the benefits of, of lifting 12 to 15 repetitions every single set. And what I say is, if that's what you're doing, maybe let's, let's increase the weight a little bit. Let's throw some more weight on there and, you know, shoot for, you know, six or eight repetitions and see what, see what that does. Um, you know, if if somebody only uses a leg press machine for their um, for their leg workout, maybe try squats. If somebody only uses um, free weights for their chest workout, doing bench press, maybe throwing in some machine presses or dumbbells. Um, there's all different kinds of things that we can do, but variety um, really helps shock those muscles. So. Um, First, and the other thing with, with, with varieties, it also keeps the, the workout interesting. Um, it keeps challenging you because you're always trying something new, and it goes a long way to prevent the plateau effect. So variety. Do some different things. And then a last way that you can prevent uh, plateaus in your workout is by simply educating yourself. You know, we are so fortunate to live today in this age when there, everything you could possibly want to know about almost any subject is at your fingertips. And I'm, I'm always surprised at how few people take advantage or take, you know, they just, they, they really don't take advantage of the many, many resources that are online for, for fitness. You know, whether it's finding a good workout routine for, for, for weight training um, you know, tips on, you know, cardio, tips on dieting. Um, there's just so many different things. And so I would just encourage you to, if, if you don't feel like you're getting the most out of your workouts, poke around online and see what you can find because there are so many wonderful plans out there and so many sites that help you, um, you know, take advantage of the, the knowledge that's at your fingertips. So just a quick recap. We're talking today about avoiding the plateau effect in our workouts. The first way that we do that is we change what we're doing on a regular basis. Change your workout routine. Vary it up every six to eight weeks. A second way to prevent the plateau effect is to take a break from weight training periodically. Or if it's, you know, you're doing something else, if, if you're, you're, you know, heavy cardio, change up the type of cardio that you do. And give your your body a chance to rest periodically. If you, um, you know, are, are, are a hardcore runner, 
you know, your body may be, you know, just getting beat up. And so you may have to actually go in and say, okay, I'm going to um, not run as much, you know, over the next week or so, or I'm going to get on the treadmill or try something different. And then a third way is we um, add variety to our workouts. We try different things. If you've never hit the punching bag, get on the punching bag. If you don't do cardio, add some cardio. Um, you know, different types of exercises. If you usually use free, free weights, add some machines. If you only use machines, which is a bad idea, you need to use some free, free weights as well. But add some variety to your workouts. And then the last way to prevent plateaus in your weight training or working out is education. Get online, find a program that works for you, and then put it into practice. Well, now I'd love to hear from you. What do you do to keep your training fun and productive? How do you avoid the plateau effect? And saying that you don't work out is not the right answer. So um, what do you do? I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave me a question or comment in the comment section, and let me know what you think. And while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you subscribe to get my free newsletter. It's a great way for us to stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me today. Until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to avoid those plateaus.